Hey guys, welcome to Dating Mechanics on Girls Chase, where we get girls chasing you. I'm Varun Raja, and once again I'm here with Daniel Adebayo, one of our youngest authors on Girls Chase. We spent the weekend together in Montreal, Quebec earlier this year, where Daniel shared with me his extremely effective verbal game methods. We talked about how to start off casual, then nudge towards fun and interesting topics, then nudge towards emotionally stimulating topics, and finally nudge towards sexual topics when we're in a set with women. Daniel does this and repeats and fractionates these methods over and over again until a girl is hooked, ready, and primed to be pulled home, which he's done consistently and mastered as his core method of his game. Today we're here to talk about exactly that, how to achieve consistency in your game methods and style. We're going to be talking about the process of becoming more consistent as it starts with your fundamentals, then how you can go out to develop your intuition when it comes to women, and then how you can add more and more techniques to your game to make your methods more and more consistent and more effective. Consistency is actually a never-ending journey when it comes to women, and we're going to be talking about how to look at your weaknesses to see where you can improve, how you can refine your strengths, and how you can nerf yourself over and over to minimize your luck factor and maximize your odds no matter what condition and what state you're in when it comes to women. Without further ado, Daniel Adebayo, once again on Dating Mechanics. Daniel Adebayo, welcome back to Girls Chase Dating Mechanics. It's a pleasure to be here, Varun Raja. Thank you for having me. I know, it's uh, great to be here with you in person again. We're back in Canada, except now in your hometown of Ottawa. Yes. Which is, uh, I'm actually quite surprised. There's a lot of really cute girls here, and I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like a low-key area where a lot of the small-town girls from um, smaller towns near Quebec or Toronto will come to for a more bigger city feel, and basically ends up with you having a lot of hot girls in a generally unknown capital of Canada, yeah. You know, I always like finding these cities where there's like a game imbalance, I would call it, in mm. a sense. And I feel like this is one of those places where you have a lot of really attractive women, but from what I've seen so far, you've only gone out for one night, but the guys just aren't really on the same level <laughs> at yeah, all. Yeah, the so, competition here is very, very... Um, it's not really any competition if you look at it, yeah. Yeah, from what I'm used to in New York, it's a whole different vibe, you know. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I was approaching last night with you, like, girls' walls were much lower, and at least compared to New York, they seemed just way more open to meeting a sexy guy and way more open to moving fast. And not to say that girls in New York don't like to move fast, but the walls are just a little bit different, and the shit tests are a little bit different. And over here... It seems like they just want you to take them home. Like you just feel the energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you could say they're not really used to meeting a smoother big city man who knows what he's doing. So if you are one of these people, then when you meet the girls here, they're all too happy to experience this, you know, this idea of meeting someone who's very attractive and very confident and knows what he's doing. And yeah, it's pretty much slim, easy pickings, as they say. <laughs> you know, easy pickings is good because it seems like I would imagine that an environment like that is a great place to learn game and a great place to get consistent at game too. Yes, yes, it is. This, this has been my experience here anyway. Really? Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that? Like, um, I know that you do a lot of night game over here, but you've also gone approaching at bus stops. Uh, for those that don't know, Ottawa has a really big bus system. And mm. so 
it's basically the equivalent of the subway for Ottawa. Yeah, everyone uses the bus here. Yeah, and then also I know you've gone like day gaming in malls, and we were actually walking around at a mall earlier today, and we saw that you were explaining to me your approach method, and I was actually shocked that sometimes you approach the third girl at the mall and she goes home with you immediately after, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> I've worked really hard to make things as consistent as I can get them, and I'm still working to reach a much further level of consistency. And I'd say the process of becoming more consistent as a seducer, like say you're a guy who's new to the seduction community and you want a better sex life, a more consistent sex life, the very first thing you have to do is it starts with your fundamentals. As we mentioned earlier, um, girls are very open, at least here and all over the world, really, to meeting a confident, attractive guy who knows what he's doing. So from your first impression, with your fundamentals, what you want to do is present yourself as this confident, attractive guy. And this goes with, you know, having perfect body language, your posture is good, you're not moving too quickly or anxiously, you're deliberate and you're slow with your movements, you take your time when you're talking, you're not in a rush, you know that she's listening and she's paying attention every word that you're saying and you dress well and you're properly groomed and once you've got these things handled then you can say that your fundamentals have started to get tighter and you're on the process of becoming more consistent i think a lot of guys tend to jump ahead too fast and they yeah. try to focus on the more technical aspects of game rather mm. than working on being consistent with their fundamentals really really quick let's just double back really quick because i don't think we actually mentioned this yet how does consistency work to begin with yeah. Like, what is the value of consistency when it comes to game, you think? I'd say the value of consistency comes with, like, knowing that you don't have to put in so many approaches and spend so much time and effort with a lot of dead ends, as they say. And instead, you can just go out, pick off a few girls and have one come home with you or, you know... Every now and then you might even have some days where the first girl you talk to at a bar, she comes home with you. And this is what I mean by being consistent. It means you're a guy who can, um, like Chase has a term that he used in one of his articles where he says, an anytime seducer. So basically anytime, any place, anywhere you are, you know that in a certain amount of approaches, not too many, you're in a good position to be going home with someone that night or you're meeting a girl who you can have a date with later the week and go home with her so that's extremely powerful when you think about it right yeah it's almost like a superpower <laughs> right yeah. like to be able to go to any city in the world or in any environment more or less and just be able to like have the confidence that within a certain amount of approaches and you know we've thrown around the number like three or four on this podcast already yeah. like that's pretty insane when you think about it yeah. <laughs> i know that when you go out in the mall you said like you can sometimes take a girl home within the second or third approach and that's like in the public setting at the mall where no one would even think about that yeah it's not something that a lot of normal guys would think is possible and even a lot of people in the seduction community sort of they raise an eyebrow when you bring up a ratio by what i mean is ratio is like approach to lay ratio as something in the single digits like three four or five because it's sort of out there to even imagine that as a guy you could talk to maybe five girls and one of them is going to come home with you that day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Didn't you have an experience like this earlier this month too? I think we were talking about that earlier where you met a girl at the mall and she was just sitting by herself. Yeah. I started, um, I did my first day game approach this month, I think last week or so. And then I did two or three more approaches that day. And one of them, I got her phone number and 
we texted we met up two days later and wait so you met her at the mall like I'm, she was just sitting around yeah she was sitting at the mall on a bench uh, outside um, one of the clothing stores and i met her i went and talked to her and got her hooked and emotionally stimulated and all of these things and got her phone number and then we met up for a date and it was a pretty smooth date kind of textbook by the time it was about we'd spend maybe 60 minutes together we were already having sex so, yeah. <laughs> i mean that is like the power of you call it textbook but i, yeah. I guess over here we really it is because consistency yes because when you've developed a really good process and when you've figured out what works then you can really apply that to a bunch of different settings and still get to the same result exactly by tweaking the path right exactly what did she tell you afterwards yes after we had sex she told me because I approached her at the mall sitting on a bench, she said that I, she should start sitting on benches in malls a lot more often if something <laughs> like this is going to happen. So I guess you could say it was a very happy customer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we want, I think, too. Yeah. I think part of the process of getting consistent is like you realize how powerful you can be as a guy, really, when mm. you have this ability to get sex at will almost. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of guys lament, you know, learning game because they see the amount of work that it entails. And especially when you're starting out, it's like you're constantly banging your head against the wall. But after that, when you get the consistency and you get the results, then it's very easy to replicate. Oh, yeah. The process for becoming consistent takes a lot of hard work, a lot of effort. And like you said, a lot of banging your head at the wall. <laughs> Hopefully with this podcast, we can sort of shed some light on how you can become consistent and how you can avoid all these pitfalls that some of the ones I fall into and some of the ones I know a lot of guys who are learning game are sort of prone to falling into so we can clear up the path on how you can become more consistent. Nice. But it starts with fundamentals at the end of the day. It starts with your fundamentals, yes. Because um, even if you want to learn all of the fancy advanced techniques for stimulating women or making them very aroused or whatever, if your fundamentals are off, then these techniques, they might work, but they won't have as big as an impact. Like say you have some, you know, a poorly dressed man who looks scruffy, he's unkept, he's ungroomed, and he's talking about all these fancy terms and he's using all these strong techniques. Sure, like she might be intrigued, she might be, you know, a little bit emotionally stimulated. But if it was a smooth, you know, confident looking guy who was very attractive and he's dressed well and he's saying the exact same thing, he will have a lot more impact because of the fundamentals that he has. The fundamentals are basically the bedrock of everything you're going to do as a seducer and they are the bedrock of becoming more consistent. Mm, that makes a lot of sense, I think. Mm. Well, what were the processes and techniques that you follow to become more consistent in your fundamentals? My fundamentals, uh, the first thing I did was work on my body language. So I would stand up a lot more straight. I would make sure I was walking in a more uh, slower fashion. I wasn't rushed. I made sure I kept my head still when I was talking. And generally, I find a lot of people have a sort of bad habit of moving their heads a lot when they're speaking and it sort of makes them seem nervous or anxious and you know if you're turning your head around to look at every single girl who walks into the bar it's not a very attractive thing to do like high value guys don't really do that sort of thing so what you want to do is you want to keep your head still you want to have good body language and good posture 
So basically, you're presenting yourself as someone who is, you know, relaxed and comfortable in his own skin and comfortable in the environment that he's in. I can actually speak into that too, because it's something that I've noticed when I've gone out and done night gaming. If I spend most of the evening scanning the venue and looking for girls to approach, I've noticed that automatically the approaches that get made are just not as strong. They don't hook as well. Versus if you just go into the venue and don't look at anybody, mm. you can usually see out of the peripherals of your eye, yeah. girls looking at you and seeing what you're doing. And ironically, when you approach them later, when the opportunity is right, they're way more warm and way more open to your approach. Yeah, because it's sort of like, who is this fascinating guy who doesn't really care to be looking around at everyone? He, what Does he notice me? Like, Does he think I'm cute? Is he not seeing my outfit? So when you finally talk to her, now she's like, oh, wow, maybe there's actually a chance. And she's already started to build this image of you in her mind because she's sort of fascinated this idea of why you're not so, you know, attentive or so reactive to what's going on in the venue. Well, actually, you make a good point because when guys scan around, mm -hmm. then they look low value. But in the sense of stillness, too, when you actually do approach and you stay still when you're talking, mm -hmm. that's also a whole different vibe than other guys in the club who yes. are or in a bar who are usually trying to be high energy or trying to impress girls or just trying to be something different than what she really wants, which is a calm, smooth, and suave guy. Yes. When um, guys are moving around a lot when they're talking to women and they're jerking their heads off or they're making all these nervous tics, what it shows is that he's a reactive guy. He's reacting to her. So anything she says, he jerks his head around or like he nods or whatever. But if you're calmer, if you're comfortable and you're still, what ends up happening is she will start to react to you. So when you start to talk to her, when you turn your head to look at her, because you did it so slowly and so deliberately, she's almost forced to enter a more submissive role, which is the role of, well, I'm paying attention to this interesting guy. I want to know what he wants to say, or I'm really listening to him. So as I said, she's reacting to you, and this is what it means to have really strong fundamentals. Right, right, right. And I think I would imagine that it's the whole package too. Like your yeah. voice is part of that. Your fashion is part of that. Yes. We already mentioned movements and like looking at people obviously is part of that too. Mm -hmm. But it's just everything starts with the fundamentals, right? And that just kind of builds yeah. up to the next level, which what would you say after fundamentals? What would be the next thing to All focus right. on? So once you've got your fundamentals down, once you're pretty much an attractive guy, you want to start going out a lot. You really want to build your intuition because when it comes to meeting girls, like most of the things I do in the field are basically like, sure, I can break them down on a technical level and I can analyze them. But when I'm right there and doing it, I'm not thinking, oh, what am I going to say? Or should I move her now? Or should I move her five minutes later? It's all based on my intuition. And this intuition comes from, you know, dozens upon dozens and dozens of approaches and, you know, near misses and, you know, some lays and you have like a phase again where you're banging your head against the wall and you're trying to build your intuition. So you keep going out, you keep racking up experiences and then bit by bit, your intuition starts to grow and you start to get a feel for what you need to be doing in each moment because you've done this so many times that it's just like second nature to you. I think intuition is actually the most powerful form of game. If you even would call it game at that point, yeah. then you can have, I mean, the whole concept of natural, a natural, a natural guy who knows how to attract women is that he just hasn't intuitively understood. Yeah. 
And it's to the point where women don't even see it like they're gaming him because it's so smooth. And they're just like, this is just how he is. Yeah, it's not like you're pausing to think about everything or you're talking so slowly and so confusedly that you don't really know what you're saying because, you know, it's just off your intuition. So you take your time with your speech, but you're not talking so slow that it looks like uh, you don't know what you're saying. You're just basically in the moment and you're going off your intuition, as we say. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Mm. But actually, it's interesting. The sense of consistency, is it really the best method to just go out and experience this and really, you know, try a trial and error approach to get getting more intuitive? Or well, are there other methods to become more consistent in intuition? Well, at first, you want to get some level of intuition going. Of course, The more techniques you add to your repertoire and the more things you know how to do, the more seduction knowledge you add from reading articles and listening to podcasts like this, then this will aid your intuition so you can find out new ways of looking at things and new ways of going about seducing women. And uh, yeah, let's talk about this for a bit. So you start off with your fundamentals. Right. Then you start going out more and more. You build some intuition. Right. And then now you start to want you want to add some of these techniques that we talk about a lot in the seduction community. And basically, there are a lot of techniques out there. There's so many techniques. In fact, I can't even say I know maybe half of them out there. <laughs> are you referring to like gambits and you know, yeah, sex talk and gambits, things like that? Gambits, routines, right? push-pull, you know, fractionation. It just goes on and on and on. So you might end up getting a bit confused and overwhelmed with the sheer amount of techniques out there. So the question arises is, which techniques do you start with? And this comes from, you well, you look at what areas in seduction might you be weak at. So maybe you've been going out for a bit, you've been trying to build your intuition, you've been approaching women, you've been having some dates, you've been texting, seeing where everything's going. And what you want to do is you analyze, well, basically, out of the majority of the approaches I usually do, what part of the seduction process do I lose the most girls? Now, this might sound a bit vague or it might already start to, you know, get some light bulbs going in your head, but I'll break it down a bit more specifically here. So the way I see seduction is that there are four segments of a code approach pickup or seduction. You have the approach to hook, then you have the hook to isolation, then from isolation to pull, and from the pull to lay. Now, if you're doing dates, then you can replace isolation with dates. And uh, it's basically the same thing. So you have these four segments and say you approach 20 women and you only end up banging one. Now, that's um, one way of looking at this. Now, if you look at it in another way, so you approach those 20 women, how many of them did you hook? How many of them did you get all the way to isolation? How many of them did you pull and how many of them you might have laid one, but you could have hooked maybe 18. If you hooked 18 women and um, you approached 20 and you only banged one, that means somewhere along the line between the hook and the lay, you're losing the majority of the women that uh, you're approaching. And that so, means that's an area that needs a lot of work. Yes. Yeah, right? So it's you look at the specific area, the specific segment where you're losing the most women. And once you found out that segment, then you go and search for techniques They're geared towards that segment and you adopt these techniques, you work on them, you get them to the point where they feel natural. And what you'll find is you'll become better at this segment and as a result, you become more consistent because you'll stop losing girls there. (laughs) So I guess in that sense, maybe it's like kind of a never ending thing, right? It is a never ending thing because you can always be a little bit more consistent. Like um, 
I seduce a lot of the more um a lot of the more adept seducers and the guys who've really been in this and the guys who really want to push things as far as boundaries go always look at the fantasy of you know I can walk into any room and I can be anywhere and if you just point out a girl I will bang her so like that is basically maximum consistency <laughs> obviously it's like um it's a basically a theory however you can always still strive towards that so you know like you approach maybe you approach 10 girls and you bang two of them that's pretty good one in five is actually a very very high ratio but that's amazing actually yeah. when you think about it say you hooked out of those 10 girls you only hooked 15 now you could hook a bit more and maybe out of those 15 you hooked you only pulled maybe five again again you look at these segments and you see well where am i losing the most girls the first time you look at these segments you might have been losing maybe 10 or 20 girls and as time goes on as the years go by maybe you're only losing a handful of girls however you're still losing some girls so in a way there's still some room for improvement i feel like as a whole at least the way i see it that you always want to be improving on the things that you want so if yeah. game is something to focus on then there is pretty much boundless possibilities as to how you can get better at the yeah. game right mm. i just recently started using sex talk for example which i've heard from helic for years and years and years and now that i'm trying it it's like the most amazing thing i've ever seen yeah <laughs> and it's not even something that occurred to me before because i was happy with where i was already and now it's just a whole very different powerful tool. <laughs> right yeah. mm. so then in that sense you know consistency never really ends but how do you look at and how do you understand where you have to improve yes yeah, so i brought up the four segments earlier so the main thing i like to do is i look at these segments and i say okay so where am i losing the most girls let's say for example the approach to hook segment is where i might be struggling the most so then i'm going to look at techniques geared towards reaching the hook point a lot more consistently so i might look at things like curiosity gambits how can i open a girl and start to work in some things i can say to get her curious about me get her intrigued get her wondering who is this guy where is he from what does he do da 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 because you know curiosity is what it's a precursor to attraction if a girl is wondering about you then she's obviously going to stay there for longer periods of time to find out about you and the longer she stays there the more chance she's going to be of getting hooked so curiosity gambits is a really nice way to work on uh, you open the hook and another thing you can do is you can use reality pace openers which are a very very powerful technique used where basically you take what's going on in the venue what's going on at in reality you could say and you basically you talk about it in a sort of interesting and fascinating way and because it's happening right now she can't really disagree with you she's obviously going to agree And when you put this interesting or fascinating spin on it, then she starts to wonder, "Hmm, well, this guy is actually pretty perceptive. I might, you know, want to hear more of what he has to say. Maybe he has noticed something about me too." And I, you know, things like that. And that's another thing you can do to work on the approach to hook segment. And when you go to the later segments like the hook to isolation, now this is where you want to look at techniques like how to move girls smoothly. because once you've hooked a girl yeah she's sort of interested but you might need some more investment to really get the seduction going and moving girls is one way to do this another way to do this is become a very 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 good conversationalist if you're a top notch conversationalist and when you talk to people you get them really sucked into well just experiencing what you have to say and listening to what you're saying and 
you have all these fascinating stories or these interesting takes on things she's experienced, then she's going to really want to, you know, spend more time with you. And when you ask her to move, like you might not even need to use anything fancy. You can just say, let's, hey, let's go sit over there and continue this conversation. And she'll obviously want to do it because you're such a great conversationalist. And there are many, many techniques out there to help you become a better conversationalist. You can look into neuro-linguistic programming, which I have done. You can look into sex talk, which we were talking about earlier. And uh, you can try deep diving, and the list goes on and on. And then the later segment, you have... Um, the last one was hooked to isolation. So isolation, the pole. Now, this is a pretty funny segment, especially when it comes to night game and day game. I think it'd be applicable to both. For yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> because a lot of times you will have a girl who you feel is attracted to you and you're like, yes, this girl is coming on with me and something just happens. And then yeah. she's, not, she's not. It's probably one of the more annoying segments as things go because um, you feel like, yeah, this was so close. We had such a great connection. I don't know why she didn't come home with me. And um, for techniques here, you want to look at things that are geared towards, you know, making sure the pull happens smoothly. So reading escalation windows, making sure you don't miss the hints that she might give that she wants to move forward. You always want to make sure you move fast so you're not moving too slow and shooting yourself in the foot that way. You want to learn how to be persuasive when um, suggesting the poll. Like here's an example. Um, I think, yeah, I wrote an article which hasn't been published yet on listing, which is a technique, an NLP technique, neurolinguistic programming, where you basically list reasons or points or examples to support whatever it is you're saying. So if you want to get a girl to come home with you, you could say, hey, um, let's catch a cab and get out of here. You could say that. Or you could say, you know, let's catch a cab and go back to my place where we can have some drinks and we can listen to music and we can, you know, look at some of these travel photos I was talking about earlier. Now, what's the difference there? In the second example, I listed three reasons why she should come home with me. What this does is one, it allows you, there's another list there. What it does is one, it allows you, <laughs> it allows you to um, sort of give her reasons to um, assuage her logical mind. Like she might have some objections. Why should I come home with this guy? He's a stranger, blah, blah, blah. What are we going to do? You also give her some plausible deniability. We're just going to have some drinks, listen to music, look at some travel photos. It's not like, well, we're going home straight for sex, which is, you know, a thing where um, we're going to talk about later. By being so overt, you basically raise her walls and resistance and she's forced to object. And another thing listing does is it makes your requests, your suggestions, whatever you say more powerful simply because you followed it up with things that support them. Like it gives it more frame control and makes it more persuasive. And then for the last segment, you have the pull to lay. And the big obstacle here is that three-letter word, LMR. Yeah, <laughs> that's something we all face with because yep. it's the most, obviously, vulnerable moment for women. So Yeah, I have battled LMR on and off since my second year in seduction and right up until, yeah, right up until about a year and a half ago, I couldn't say that I had handled LMR completely. Now I can say that it's something that I rarely ever, if ever, deal with. Yeah, when it's pretty it, impressive, actually, yeah, as far it, as consistency goes. <laughs> as far as consistency goes, like it's nice to know that if you're taking a girl home, you're going to be having sex with her because no one wants to get to that point. If you've, you've approached her, you've hooked, you've pulled, you've isolated, no, you've isolated and you've pulled, 
and then it's like no sex it's like well you gotta start again and uh, <laughs> it's uh that's, that's that's the definition of banging your head against the wall pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the only banging is gonna happen that night <laughs> <laughs> pretty much right <laughs> yeah but um, when it comes to getting past LMR, there are two sort of ideologies or ways of going about this. There are things called um, LMR busting techniques where, say, a girl gives you resistance, you have a set of techniques to counter this resistance and get past in a smooth and calibrated way. Or you have preventive methods where basically you prevent LMR from even happening before you pull her by using a certain um set of techniques to go about doing this and I'm going to elaborate on these techniques right now. So I found after um, banging my head against the wall several <laughs> times that basically when I was taking when and this applies I think yeah this applies to both day game and night game mm -hmm. when you're taking a girl home and you know you escalate you make a move towards escalation and she resists there are two specific reasons why she might resist. The first one is she doesn't really feel comfortable and allowed to express her sexual desire. So basically, this means in simple terms that she feels that this would be slutty to, you know, have sex with some strange man that she just met. Now, what you can do to prevent her from feeling slutty is you bring up non-judgmental frames where you basically express yourself as someone who is, you know, non-judgmental, someone who is open about their sexuality, someone who believes that women should be free to express themselves as um, sexual beings and someone who doesn't believe in, you know, judging people for having casual sex. If you can get into a conversation around these topics and you can show yourself as someone who is non-judgmental, then she will feel less slutty about, you know, having sex if the two of you were to go home together. And then the second reason why she might give LMR is she, well, basically she doesn't have enough sexual desire to want to have sex with you in that moment. And this is a problem that can arise if your fundamentals aren't too strong. Maybe you don't really strike her as, you know, a really sexy guy or, you know, um, there wasn't enough sexual tension throughout the interaction. Or, yeah, these are basically the main reasons why she wouldn't have sexual desire. And what you can do is, of course, work on your fundamentals, make sure you're presenting yourself as a sexual guy. You can make sure there's a lot of sexual tension throughout the interaction. Not too much though, so you don't want to scare her, you just want to keep things just right, which of course comes with intuition. The more you go out and the more you try this out, the more you realize where the balance is. And of course, sex talk, which you can lead the conversation towards sexual topics where you can covertly put these sort of sexual thoughts and images in her mind where she starts to get more and more turned on the more she talks to you. So by the time she gets home, she's all too happy when you escalate and she was just waiting for the moment. And that's basically how to get past LMR. <laughs> <laughs> I think LMR is one of the most complex parts because like yeah. you said earlier, we guys get, you know, all the way to the almost finish line yeah. as we see it, you know, in the process. And then suddenly there's LMR and guys are puzzled about why everything you know went down the way it did and yeah. oftentimes it's because you made a misstep way earlier in the night where you just missed something and you didn't make her feel comfortable sexually like you said or not enough desire and yeah. it's all too common i think it's very important to try and look at things from her perspective 
especially when it comes to things like LMR, because, well, of course, like, as a guy, you might be like, it's not fair why she's not putting out, why isn't she having sex with me, but of course, like, it is, you know, she is another person, like, she has her own emotions, her own desires, and if she does not want to have sex with you in that moment, it's because you did not give her the necessary amount of sexual desire where she was turned on or you didn't make her feel allowed to express this desire and you know act on it so once you've got these two things down then you can rest assured that the vast majority of the girls you bring home will be open to the idea of having sex with you these days the only time i get lmr is if i take a girl home who not only has a boyfriend but is actually in love with that boyfriend (laughs) of course of course yeah that's the whole boyfriend lmr which is a completely different topic (laughs) maybe worth it for another podcast sometime. yeah maybe well what i'd like to know you know as far as consistency goes it seems that there are things you can do to minimize the luck factor when it comes to sex and seduction and also maximize your odds like what are some of these things that you've noticed yeah like um the luck factor is basically how most guys view dating and meeting women (laughs) right right. you know you get lucky like she let me have some or whatever now the only type of person who actually views the process of seducing a woman as getting lucky is someone who has little to no control over that process of seduction so of course it seems like he's getting lucky because he's basically just you know rolling the dice and gambling out there when he's talking to women he doesn't really know what he's doing however if you want to get away from all that and you want to start having more consistency in your sex life what you want to do is maximize your odds as osmond said by doing the things that sort of you know you maximize your odds basically by taking the more high percentage roots in seduction so for example you go with more consistent hook methods like we talked about curiosity gambits and reality pace openers versus you know more basic openers like their hay or <laughs> <laughs> direct openers for example which well direct can work direct work definitely can work i have um, banged quite a few girls off direct openers i think it, it seems like it depends on the context of the yeah situation, it depends right? on the context of the situation and the issue that might arise is that direct approaches often force her to make a split second decision on should I let this guy keep talking to me? Which sort of puts the seduction in her. It makes it a decision that she consciously has to make, which kind of reduces the amount of control you have over the process. However, when you go a lot more discreet and you start, you know, making her curious about you and you come in with a reality pace opener and you say these fascinating things, then you put yourself in a higher, um, you maximize your odds for hooking her and you maximize your odds for moving towards the later segments of the seduction process, which is basically what we've been talking about. When you're looking at each of the segments, you're you're trying to minimize the amount of girls that you're losing. What you're trying to do is maximize your odds for success in each of these segments. And if you can maximize your odds for success in every single one of the segments, well, then you're going to have a very consistent, you know, process for meeting women (laughs) and you're going to be able to approach a few women on any given day and you'll be able to take some of them home i've noticed this in day game by the way too it's actually funny that you mentioned this but like going out street gaming in new york for example yeah i tell my uh 
students and also other people that ask me about game like you know when do i approach a girl on the street is it like when she's walking well actually the best time to approach her even if it's on the street is when she's stopped yeah the stop sign right mm. and just by following her for like maybe 10 seconds until she reaches a stop sign or reaches a light that she can't cross and you approach her then rather than when she's in motion you just dramatically like by maximize by 75 percent maximize your odds not of just getting her number but also just getting her home if you really wanted to yeah <laughs> that's you pretty amazing you don't have to bother trying to get her to stop she's already stopped so now she <laughs> right. can listen to your approach and she can, she can hear what you're gonna say yeah yeah it's a whole different like psychological moment that you're engaging her in. and so then she automatically has your attention already exactly you sort of sidestep the whole um automatic response people have to people just walking up to you on the street like you might think what is this person gonna say is he gonna ask me for money is he da 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 is he trying to sell something so you you know you get away from that and you maximize your odds just by having her standing still and you approach her for example me generally when i approach him and most of the time they're stationary either they're sitting down somewhere on a bench at a park or in the mall or they're standing still at a bus stop or waiting for the bus and things like that or they're at a bookstore yeah makes perfect sense yeah well great i hope that this has helped everybody understand why consistency is really important i mean it's kind of obvious that it should be important but yeah. these are through daniel's own experience some of the many things he can do to get more consistent mm -hmm. which is really about starting with your fundamentals and developing your intuition adding techniques to your repertoire yes and really understanding that you really don't stop when you want to get consistent seduction and just being with women is just a never-ending journey because you can always improve your odds by looking at your weaknesses and refining your strengths and just minimizing the luck factor really i think that's what it comes down to yeah until you can walk into any room anywhere and just point at a girl and bang her then <laughs> you've got work to do <laughs> and that's gonna happen too which yeah. is like we're laughing about it but we're already almost there yeah, we're on our way. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Cool. Well, Daniel, thank you so much. It was thank great you for to. Uh, me, this is very, very fun. Yeah. Room, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pleasure to have you back on the Dating Mechanics podcast with Girls Chase. And uh, I know we'll have a couple more episodes coming up in the near future. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Great. Thanks so much, Daniel. It was so great to have you once again on Dating Mechanics, and I had such a great time talking about game and gaming with you here in Montreal on this wonderful weekend here earlier this year. Stay tuned soon for our next episode of Dating Mechanics on Girls Chase. For now, this is Varun Raja, and I hope you enjoyed this one with Daniel Adebayo. I'll see you again soon, right here on Dating Mechanics on Girls Chase. <laughs>